Welcome to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. I'm John Henry Crosby, founder and president of the Hildebrand Project. Alice von Hildebrand, known as Lily to her friends, inspired audiences with her wit and wisdom in over 300 appearances on TV and radio. This podcast is a treasury of those archival recordings. This is the third episode in the series on Dietrich von Hildebrand's book, The Art of Living. In this conversation, Lily examines the relationship between freedom and responsibility. Now, here's Lily. Doctor, you said this was a very, very important chapter and one that wasn't simple. And the thing which is striking is that uh, responsibility is something which is hardly ever mentioned, whether it is homilies, whether it's in education, Mm -hmm. and nevertheless it is something so tremendously crucial. Now, I have said already in previous shows that in our society we confuse freedom and license, that in our society there is very little reverence, if any, left. Mm -hmm. We can see that maybe our society is characterized by the fact that there's no sense of responsibility. Now, I I recall reading in one of the books of Viktor Frankl, you know, the famous Austrian psychiatrist um, whom my husband knew well. As a matter of fact, he was the first person who published an article of Viktor Frankl when he was still very, very young and said, this is a talented young man. And after the war, when he came to the United States, he called up my husband and he said, oh, you were dead of gratitude. You were the first one who encouraged me to proceed and continue. Now, he came to the United States because he became extremely famous and, of course, has done a lot of very good work. And he arrived in New York and there was the Statue of Liberty. And then after living in the United States and giving lots of talks, he said, you know, I truly greet the Statue of Liberty. But it is my deepest wish that on the West Coast in San Francisco, you built another statue called Statue of Responsibility. Hmm. And I do believe it's a very, very profound remark because as I said in a previous show, the moment you interpret liberty as a possibility to do what you please, when you please, because you please, quite independently of any sort of consequences, you are not talking about liberty at all. You are talking about Mm self-slavery. And the world in which we live is characterized by the fact that people clamor for their freedom. I have a right to do what I please. I can say what I please. I can think what I please. Whatever I please is good because I please. But there is no sense of responsibility. And this is something that keeps showing itself on various levels. And possibly the most tragic, to which my husband does not allude explicitly, but it is very implicit in what he writes. You take the relationship existing between human beings, a relationship between a boy and a girl. And up to 40 or 50 years ago, when a boy and a girl sinned and had a relationship, Nevertheless, the boy had a feeling of responsibility. I have fathered this child. Maybe he did not marry the girl, but at least he knew that he should try to support and help the girl. Today, this is gone down the drain, completely and totally. Because the basic principle is, if she was stupid enough not to take precautions, that is her own business. 
I think, yes, you're right. 40, 50 years ago, it was part and parcel of our society, and it certainly was true in England. One, one may not have been especially God-centered or a prayerful person, but they had a great sense of duty, responsibility. I mean, in some way, you could to put it in a very secularistic terms, which I do not like. Most men were still gentlemen. Yes. Well, today, it simply say, well, I'm doing my own thing. What happens mm -hmm. to you, it is none of my business. And to refer once again to the tragedy of abortion. How many girls have an abortion because their boyfriend makes it clear that he will have nothing to do with a child in case she brings a child to light? You know, now there's something very tragic in our society because uh, this can trigger the development of feminism when women feel that actually they have been unjustly treated. Yes. And the more feminism there is, the more men are going to withdraw from their responsibility mm -hmm. because they say, right. no, women stand on their own feet. Right, right. They earn their own living. Uh, they are playing elbows as all of us are, and therefore I have no responsibility towards them. And so therefore it's a sort of vicious circle because finally men, you know, because of feminism, turn out to be whims. Right. What does it mean? to be aware of one's responsibility. Now, there is in each and every one of us a danger to go through life in a sort of half-conscious or unconscious manner. We go from one thing to another, we perform. We never truly realize that there are things that call for response of veneration, admiration, love, enthusiasm, whatever it might be. There are things that call for a radical rejection. When something is intrinsically evil, it's not enough just to me not to pay any attention to it, but I must objectively reject it. Mm -hmm. When an evil system develops in the political domain, I must raise my voice and speak against it. And if I do not do it, I'm just an unconscious person who does not realize that the greatness of man is to have a dialogue with the world and to give the proper response. So therefore, what happens is that these people live in a sort of semi-consciousness. And it is typical of the saint, and it is typical of great noble personalities, that they are morally awakened. They realize what is going on, they realize that they are called upon to do certain things, and they do it. Now, this is something which is non-existent in the society in which we live that most people not only are not aware of this responsibility, they do not want to be responsible. They do not want responsibility for the very plain reason that this is a burden. Right. And yet, as my husband said repeatedly in his ethics, the moment you say freedom, it brings about responsibility. The they cannot be, you know, the two things belong mm -hmm. together so essentially that if there was no freedom, there's no responsibility. If there is freedom, there is responsibility. And we must realize that this is true very particularly in the domain of actions. When I do certain things, my actions are going to have consequences. And I just have to face these consequences and realize that I'm responsible for them if I can foresee them. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we escape from because, you know, in some way you can say, the society in which we live is a society suffering from a severe crisis of immaturity. That's true. You know, you can truly see what is typical of the immature person. Number one, 
that he believes to be mature. That is the first <laughs> typical symptom of immaturity, <laughs> that you believe <laughs> you can stand on your own feet, you believe that you do not need help or advice. Now you take St. Benedict, and I'm a Benedictine oblate, and I often refer to the great St. Benedict. He says in his rule, when a very important decision has to be made in the monastery, the abbot should invite all the monks, including the very young one, to give their advice. And he should listen carefully to what everyone has to say, and then he has a responsibility of making his own decision. But he says sometimes young people have very wise ideas, and the fact that they are young is no reason for rejecting them. I mean, David was the youngest of his family, and he was the one chosen by God to become king of Israel. So therefore, you've got to realize that if you are mature and you have to make a serious decision which is going to affect your life and the life of other people, in this very moment, turn to advice. Now, you will notice that... Now, turn to what, did you to, say? No, for, to, to, to advice. advice to advice. People, welcome advice. Not right. only welcome it, ask for ask it. Ask for it, yes. And then, of course, you have to make your own decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one is to tell me, do so and so. So this is the problem with committees today. People are using committees to, to really escape from responsibility. You know, yes. because, of course, yeah, finally, yeah. it was made a decision. Well, we have made That's it. That's right. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, And then when you say we have made it, it is nobody. I mean, very That's much right. if you take the extraordinary, horrible phenomenon of lynching. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, and a person has been lynched, so see who did it. Yes. Very, Not me. Very good analogy. Very you know, it is simply a case when people, you know, become sort of anonymous mass. Yeah. Now, as opposed to someone who is conscious of his responsibility. Now, you read the gospel, and you feel so very strongly when you read the gospel that this has been my husband's main source of information. You recall the parable of the sower. And a man goes sowing, and he throws his seed on the side of the road, and it, it starts growing immediately, but because there is no depth, you know, it's, it's, it's very shallow, right, it, just it starts it. dying. And there are people who truly say, well, I'm certainly going to try to lead a systematic moral life. I'm conscious of the fact that I should respond. But because they're so superficial, they have no roots. And you see, one of the things that my husband is going to insist upon is that each and every one of us is called upon to try to reach this holy maturity, which implies how much I need help, mm -hmm. accept help gratefully, and of course, found the whole thing in a life of prayer. Yes. Now, if a person doesn't want to shoulder responsibilities, this person will never reach maturity, this person will never reach any sort of moral greatness, this person has absolutely no foundation for any virtue, even though and this is something which, of course, misleading to people, even though he can be a jolly good fellow, pleasant to be with, nice, uh, even sometimes helpful, uh, willing to share the life of others, but somehow there is no depth, there is no root. Uh, of course, you certainly all know the famous book of Fielding, Tom Jones. You know, maybe Tom Jones is in literature the most perfect case of a man who is totally unconscious. And you know, he has these, uh, you know, these relationships. I mean, the idea of shouldering responsibility, of simply say, this was my doing, and therefore I have to do so for this and this reason, doesn't go through his head. Mm -hmm. And for this reason, you can say, 
unless you, you are willing to shoulder responsibility, you will never reach maturity. You will never reach what is called, in a very positive sense, manliness. Mm -hmm. You see, because it seems to me this is something which is particularly, uh, you know, given to men. The feeling of responsibility for their wife, the feeling of responsibility for their children, yeah. the feeling of responsibility for society. And I mean, I grant you, it is a heavy burden. But there is God's grace to help us to carry this burden. Well, there are many people today, I think large, somewhat because of assistance, governmental assistance, who want no responsibility, accept no responsibility, and nevertheless live. You know, this is the danger of socialism. That's, that's it. You know, you simply, I mean, it's so to speak socialism, when you carry it to its last consequences, discourages people from ever shouldering their own responsibility. You know, I mean, suppose that uh, I say, well, I don't have to work, the state has the right to take care of me. So I never make an effort, and this is going to go further and further and further. And finally, it leads not only to the financial ruin of a nation, but much worse than that. It is a corrupting moral influence. I'm going to say you're, two things. One, there's, using another words, there's no character building when a person is like that. They're not building in their character, nor are they growing in sanctity. You see, if you take uh, people leading our country, good many of our politicians, I mean, these people are very sly. These people certainly have made it. But how many of them deserve to be called characters or personalities? You can go far and wide before you find one that you truly see, well, I look up to this person. Mm -hmm. He truly has a real personality. He's truly a man in the noblest sense of this term. Thank you for listening to Lily the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes of Lily are released every week. Please share our podcast with your friends and family and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to support the production of this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly donor or to give a one-time gift. To donate, please visit hildebrandproject.org forward slash giving. For more information and updates, Follow the Hildebrand Project on social media and sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and helping support the legacy of Alice von Hildebrand. <laughs>